Hey, beautiful human, thank you so much for allowing our conversation with Lil Nas X into your ears. I deeply appreciate it. Before we get into it, I gotta ask you to follow or subscribe to our podcast because without that, we can't keep hanging out. Um, anyway, we're about to talk to Lil Nas X. We have a lot of stuff on the agenda. A new album, James Charles, Holiday, and a whole lot more. Here we go. Oh, I got that Versace robe on. No, little Versace. Uh, how are you guys? <laughs> you know, uh, existing. Um, things are good. I, they could be worse with everything going on in the world, but seriously, things are good. How are you? This Stitch poster, I'm loving. Oh. I love it. Dude, yeah, it's a little gay pride. It's all rainbows. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's, I want one of those. Um, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm in great spirits, working on my album. I have a new song out. It's doing pretty well. I have a new book. It's going pretty great. You, you, have, you have a novel. You've really uh, entered the world of being a true writer. Why, why a children's book and why now? Why a children's book and why now? Hmm. Uh, you know, it just made sense. You know, Old Town Road was huge, especially amongst like little kids and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So when they brought this idea to do a book to me, uh, I was like, this makes perfect sense. And, you know, we pretty much rode off of that theme and we've created this little amazing masterpiece of a kid's book. And it's out. See, it's for country. I mean, real talk, like author, is that even on the list of your goals when you're thinking and dreaming and sleeping on a floor just a couple of years ago? It was probably the last thing on my list. I guess becoming a music artist, though, it opens so many doors, right? And I can do so many things, and it's just such a blessing. Can you explain what goes into writing a children's book? Do you just kind of sit in your room with the alphabet and list off different words that go with each letter? How does it come together like that? How's it come? I say, I'm gonna give it, I give them like, you know, okay, we should do this for this and that for that. And they say, we should do this for this and that for that. It's kind of like a collaborative effort, just like most things within this entertainment industry. And now it's out into the world. Yeah. I want to go back in time a little bit real quick. Was there ever a moment where you saw yourself or manifested or dreamed of existing in a Versace robe that probably costs, I don't know, I don't know, a thousand dollars, like your whole, from, from head to toe, you're probably like ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 in right now, not including the jewelry. Like this oh, is, these old things. <laughs> this is reality. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think about sometimes, huh? I mean, I remember when you came to the studio for the first time and it was just you dude. And your dad was at the hotel and life was, I mean, it couldn't be more different. It was just the beginning. Um, it, that was a great day. What, what do you remember about that day? Because it was a whirlwind. You did a lot of interviews. I remember coming there and I remember talking about like Dave East and stuff and then hitting a million followers. Yeah. And then, uh, what else? Meeting you, uh, you two, you know, you guys are like super cool. I was in such high spirits as I am in right now again. Yeah. But, but that's what not. Do you remember? I, I remember everything. I remember very distinctly having to get a, the balloons and we had our video guy run and pick them up because you hit this milestone of a million followers. And I remember thinking to myself, you are just a normal human being. You are an artist that I think at the time with that one song had the potential to change the fucking world and you have in your own way and continue to do so. But I also remember like thinking, I so don't want him to get taken advantage of and I want to make sure that he's with the right people because you are so nice and you are so, dude, you deserve everything and more because I, I don't know, you're just such a modern story that 
I, I, kids should look at each and every day that when you work hard and you dream and you use the internet properly, really incredible things could happen. And uh, it could be a, a, a gateway to whatever you think is possible. It's fucking crazy. So that's what Thank I remember. Thank you so much. Thank you. It, it really is. And, you know, I really hope that I can be that figure uh, that people use and say, you know, hey, you can really do whatever you want. And it's true. And I feel like as long as you stay true to yourself and work your hardest, things just fall into place. Like it's really a magic that exists within the universe that that's just really there, you know? Has that been hard to remember throughout this journey? Because that is 100% true, but it, it sometimes takes a moment to realize it. Has what? I'm sorry. This concept of staying true to you, because once you get popular and you get famous, you kind of want to do whatever you can to stay popular and famous. Um, but did you, from the very beginning, want to stay true to who you are and genuine to your being? Um, from the very beginning, I did not. Uh, not at all. I wanted to be, you know, whoever, whatever I thought people were expecting me to be, you know, and I guess that's what we all fall into. But as of right now, I guess I try more and more every day to show more of my true self and you know, at least more of who I believe I am because we change so much so quickly. Uh, but, you know, that's always my goal. Let's let's be Lil Nas. Let's be Montero Hill. So as we go into this holiday era of music, how is it different? How did you approach this new era differently compared to Seven? Well, if you listen to holiday, it's kind of like it's kind of like a review. It's like, OK, this is what's happened. And, you know, this is my thought on this room or whatever, you know, if you listen to it, because it's like it's a pretty ambiguous holiday song, I guess. And with this new year, I guess it's what I'm going to be doing a lot more of showing more of Lil Nas X, the person and not just the artist, you know, and uh it's going to show so many different sides of me. You know, I'm going to want to get like real sexy sometimes. I'm going to get like real vulnerable sometimes. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get like real collaborative and make some bangers with some other artists. Uh, it's just going to be a fun year. It's going to be an amazing year. Is this album done? This album done. It's not finished. I mean, I, it could be finished, but. You know, I'm going to keep going to I, into this set date that I have in my mind, and then we're going to drop the album. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Is a holiday a leadway into the album, like a transition, or is holiday going to be part of the album? You know, uh, either or, honestly. Because I mean, I guess, I guess definitely it's it's going to be a part of the album, either the actual album or the deluxe version of the album. Uh, but I feel like. Content-wise, it may not actually be the best fit. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see because the album is still in the works. Well, you, you said it may not be the best fit. Are you experimenting with different genres or what can we expect? Because you did do that song a while ago with Travis Barker that was more of like a rock. We know Old Town Road has been country. You've done hip-hop. So what style are you kind of working with these days? It's going to be Lil Nas X style. You know, I'm going to revive some of the older sounds and revamp them and give a better version of them. And I'm going to throw some new stuff in there, but it's going to be much more cohesive this time as a project and much more thought out. Thought out. Yeah. There's two names that tend to show up from Lil Nas record to Lil Nas record. It's Denzel Baptiste and David Byrell. Those are collaborators of yours. 
that you feel comfortable day with trip. yet. Yeah, I love day trip. We work together a lot and we've built such a strong friendship and it's just easy to work together. And I just think they're like immensely talented. And I feel like a lot of times we bring out the best in each other and like we're like actual brothers. And they're like also executive producers on this album. So even if they didn't directly produce the song, they're going to have like uh, a finger in it. You yeah. Know? They're part of laying out your vision and telling your story. How important yeah. is that trustworthy collaborator, that relationship with a producer, an executive producer? Because that is something that takes time to find. Um, but clearly you found it, right? I think it's always important to like try to try your best to try to weed out okay, who really loves creating music and who's trying to make, you know, a song with you because of who you are, you know? And it's pretty obvious on their end, you know? Yeah, and and they're there for the right reasons, but also you feel comfortable and you feel like you can share and there's, like, what is the room like? Is it a no bad idea zone? 100%. I mean, you know, we'll say, okay, oh, that's cool, add that. Or, mm, this is a cool sound, let me add this. Or let me do this. And then we'll say, hmm, I don't know about that. And then we'll say, hmm, let's sit on it for a minute. Or let's not sit on it for a minute. Let's get rid of that. But, you know, I also still work with other producers. And I try my best to step out of my comfort zone day by day. Because I feel like that's what's helped me the most so far. And so that that's what I'll just continue to do, I guess. Dude, stepping out of your comfort is a challenge. And from challenges, you learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, beautiful human, I had to pause real quick to talk about our pets. Come on, as your pet helped you get through the pandemic this year, I know my dog Lou has some days been the only reason that I smile. Without him, I don't think I would have made it this far. Truthfully, he's special and he deserves to be spoiled. And PetSmart has allowed me to continue to spoil him and treat him properly. Going to PetSmart is a safe experience. They have the dividers up. All the CDC recommendations are followed. There's great signage. Everything is taken care of. They thought of literally everything. But if you don't want to go to PetSmart, don't stress about that either because they have curbside pickup and drop off or you can get free delivery right now powered by DoorDash. Free delivery available until January 31st. PetSmart comes to you. They've just made it so easy. But I'm not going to lie. I do like going to PetSmart with my dog Lou because they treat him just so well. Every time we go there, they give him a treat. They show him love and it brings me joy. PetSmart, there's no other place that I shop for my dog, Lou. If you want details on all of this, curbside, pickup and drop-off, free delivery powered by DoorDash, until January 31st, just go to PetSmart.com. So, in Holiday, you said, Man, I snuck into the game, came in on a horse, I pulled a gimmick, I admit it, I got no remorse. <laughs> what about what about it was a gimmick, and what are you admitting to? Um... I guess because when I came in, you know, it was just, I guess, like only cowboy hats and, you know, Western attire. And that's only a small part of me. I mean, because it's, it's definitely still me. I like to portray many different types of characters, which is why in Holiday I am Santa Claus and why I've spent a lot of places going around in costume and all these different characters connected to the North Pole or why I was a vampire in the rodeo music video or why I was like this futuristic kind of like president in Panini, you know? (laughs) I like to really switch it up. And I guess you could call that a gimmick. 
because a lot of people was like, oh my God, he's going to change country music and like just already putting what I am going to do on me before I say anything. So yeah. You feel like you're labeled before you even release anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm still like labeled right now. It's like, no matter what I'm going to do, you know, you're going to be, you're going to get labeled and you just, you got to try to remember you're not whatever people label you and continue to go on your, whatever path you want to go on at that time. You know, what, what part of this creative process comes the easiest to you? What comes easiest? Yeah, nothing like comes super easy, but I guess just like, just like unveiling any new character or part of myself into the world, it's like always fun and exciting. It's also like, it's very, it gives you a lot of anxiety too. But I guess that's that's fun too sometimes for me. It's like a thrill almost. And just seeing how people are going to react. Yeah. Oh, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I didn't want to step on you though. Your mouth was open. Oh, no. I was just gonna ask quickly, does being labeled as the guy that wears cowboy hats and that's how you came in, does that prevent you from wanting to experiment, experiment with country sounds again? It does not. And I'm sure I will, or maybe I already have uh, more. Uh, I just definitely, I still kind of want to branch away right now, you know, kind of, I guess, kill that, kill that noise right now and then come back to it when I am ready and not, not put it on myself that, okay, guys, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do for you. And then like, you know, yippee And it's like, it's like, no, uh, I'm Santa Claus right now. And you know, it's a holiday right now. Uh, move with me or get left behind. You know, that's basically how it is for me, I guess. And, and by the way, I think if you did the yippee stuff, that I would consider a gimmick. To be honest, I consider what you do in these new personas that you unveil as real art because the detail and the nuance and what you really bring to life. I, I, I think that there is so much art in the visual side of your music and fashion also plays a really important role in who you are. Correct. That's uh, one of the biggest roles in who I am. Yeah. Was it always that way or when daddy got Versace row money, it changed everything. I'm dead. Uh, you're amazing, Zach. Um, da, 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 da. It definitely came along with the title, you know? And once I started to dip into it with my stylist, Hodo, she's like, incredible. She's out of this world. And I'm like, oh my God, fashion is so much fun. And, you know, it gave me a new love for it. You know, I already grew up with like figures who I admired, like Lady Gaga and like Nikki and stuff, who always was doing some kind of crazy style or like look. And I'm like, oh, that's so dope. They can be so many different people and still be the same person. And yeah. Do you learn anything about yourself from diving into that world in such a heavy way? Uh, Which world? I, the fashion world, this concept of like, I mean, different looks, I'm sure you help curate them. You know, I know you, you yeah. mentioned Toto and I, uh, I'm pretty sure I follow her. Uh, but yeah, do you learn anything about yourself or discover new parts of yourself through these outfits? I guess the main thing about myself, which is a part of me that I kind of, I guess, didn't like or hated for a minute, was that I move on really quickly from things. But it's kind of also a great thing for me, for me, because it's like, oh, okay, I can go ahead and 
move to this next thing now. But it's also it like it plays a part in like every part of my life. So it's like it's it gets kind of sad on like the relationship side. But like when it comes to art and creativity, it's like a great thing, you know. Uh, well, yeah. By the way, like it is a great thing for art and creativity because you're you're creating music essentially for your peers and like their attention span is like your attention span and like shit moves. You know what I mean? You, you move from one to the other to the next and you kind of want a different trip every time and you give that. Uh, but Can you explain how it makes it difficult for relationships? Oh, please. Sorry. You said it, you said moving on quickly makes it difficult for relationships or you referenced that. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, I'm just like, oh, I love this person. This person's amazing. I will literally do anything and hurt anyone for this person. And I'm kind of like, I don't like this person. I never want to see this person again in my life. And that's just how it goes a lot of times. And it could be day to day or hour by hour. Okay, not that quickly. <laughs> not that quickly. It's it, you give me a, give me at least a week. <laughs> Has Have it been you found? Oh, go ahead. I, I, I'm just wondering as. I'm very curious for my own reasons in my own life. Has it been easier or harder for you to date and find love after coming out? Before, before coming out, I was like really scared, like with anybody who I would talk to. So I didn't date like, but what, like maybe two or three people. It was just, you know, very low key kind of thing. So of course I've, I've had like much many more relationships within the past two years than every year before that in my life, you know? Are you learning a lot? Are you keeping stories? Are you writing songs from these things? I'm learning a lot. Uh, it's definitely helped write a lot of songs. It's, you know, some heartbreak songs, some I'm in love songs. Uh, yeah, it's it's been fun, though. It's been fun and sad. It's been fun and sad. What are your DMs looking like these days? You got famous people trying to slide in there now? You know, I get I get I get your occasional uh famous person and you know, some people who I've like met as friends and then they like wanna you know, be more and stuff like that. But um you know, they come and go. These things these things come and go. I got to know, do you actually enjoy playing real life among us or were you just looking to lay it on thick with James? Oh, brother. Come on. <laughs> I um I really enjoyed that. That was a fun thing to do. Uh, you know, me and James are friends. I don't think I don't think uh James like like is into me like that. So, you know, yeah. Does that hurt? No, no, no. James is always talking about being single and looking for a relationship, so you never know. Hey, 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 uh, <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, I'm not really, you know, I'm not like super into relationships right now, at least not until my album drops. And then you need stories for the next one, yeah. Yeah, I need, I need, I need to get hurt some more. I need more hurt. H has it been hard to make friends since Old Town Road? Has it been hard? Uh, has it been hard? I guess to a degree, or it's been hard to like keep friends because you would, it's just like, some, it's like, it's very movie like. It's like people you would never expect 
would literally become like zombie kind of fans or just money hungry and and then they think like oh you're just being selfish or something it's like no i'm not being selfish i'm not trying to ignore you it's like i have things going on or i can't be your personal piggy bank or head about a head hi or hello instead of cash at me this <laughs> um oh, that breaks my heart but, dude. yeah it's cool though i mean you know i've met like famous friends who've also been like big inspirations on me like steve lacy and kevin abstract like and james himself you know like going to james house and seeing like how he has everything set up and stuff it's like this man's a businessman it's like i like i i respect that uh you know i want to boss up more all that yeah i i i understand to a certain degree grappling with people who were close to you one day turning into money hungry individuals the next for your own health do you shut them out or do you funnel them to a family member because by the way one of my i have a memory of meeting your sister and she was pregnant at the time uh i met a couple of your sisters and your family's close you know you, you you're with your family you see your family so do you how do you handle the friends that want how do I handle my friends i mean i guess some friends i just like okay you're, i'm done it's it's cut and some friends it's just like oh i'll talk to you in a month and then i'll talk back in the in a month like nothing ever happened and then i guess like we're just like cool because it's like you know it's still it's super hard like letting go of people you've like built a super strong relationship with over years like where it's like emotional you know yeah they were they were there at your Lindsay, and now you're at beyonce and yeah Oh my God. <laughs> it's true. Has, um, has that been the hardest part about this journey so far? The hardest part of, I think the hardest part about this journey is uh, picking myself up every time because I seem to like really fall a lot and I have to be that person. I have to be that main person to say, get the fuck up, you know? Uh, and sometimes that's really hard, you know. Do you want somebody else to say, get the fuck up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have people that will, but I just, I guess, like, nobody can do it as I would, you know? That's stamina and consistency, and I, I give you a lot of respect because it's easy to give into it, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I give in a lot, but I have to get up just as quick and then not also like not be pissed at myself for giving in, you know? Yeah, because it's okay sometimes. Don't, you know, you know, Sean Mendes and I never, I usually hate name dropping, but like he said something profound the other day when we were talking to him about his album and he's like, genius doesn't strike every day. Like it, it picks and chooses and to put pressure on yourself to be genius on a daily or to have a genius moment on a daily is really unfair. And yeah. it, it, it ends up hurting you and could have impact future genius moments. Mm -hmm. 100. I mean, that's one of the biggest things 2020 did for me. It taught me how to love 
myself more and have more patience for myself because it's like it's like uh you know he's the one who got me here i have to have to show him some respect i have to chill on him you know uh thanks thank you me thank you you know you yeah. still put pressure on yourself though to try to recreate the biggest song in the world because it must be difficult your first song was the biggest song ever and now you're going into album mode thinking okay how can i kind of recreate the same type of hype um i'm never i guess i'm never like mm, okay this is how i did it with old town road so i'll take this and then i'll put this here and because that was a completely different part of my life it's just like whatever i'm promoting or pushing at that time i'm like oh what can i do to help this what i'm doing right now best because what worked then is probably not going to work now and what's what's working now is probably not going to work then you know because uh i'm never like trying to recreate the same hype with these songs i definitely have certain expectations for different songs though you know like holiday i'm like oh this song is going to do pretty good i'm not like oh this is going to go up there and break my own record again you know uh, my next song, I have like huge expectations for it and I'm going to do all I can to get it to where I want it to be, you know, and yeah, it's just different for each, each moment, each song. So what is all you can to get it to reach its full potential? Uh, like one thing and people may not think it's huge, but for me, like with Holiday, I was never on TikTok before like. Yeah. before this song dropped like you know other people doing tiktok stuff for me so i had to come on tiktok and i was like okay it's cool because i still like have like this lingering uh what's the word i don't know just like perception like how are people going to see me or like what are they going to think if i'm like doing this and it's kind of like no let's go in here let's do this promote this song and it helps so much you know, uh, yeah. And yeah. like doing the Roblox thing, stuff like that, like that helped. This was good for holiday. Yeah. This may not have been good for old town road. You know, I mean, I couldn't even, I wouldn't have, I didn't have the opportunity during that time. So it's like, I take whatever I have and do the best with what I have, you know? And now you have essentially limited resources. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> but it's all about using them the correct way, you know? Yeah, because, yeah, fuck yeah. Great weapons fired in the wrong direction mean nothing. Um, do you, do you, does it take a lot of confidence? Are you very comfortable when you include a line like, I may bottom on the low, but I top shit? Are you worried how people are going to respond to that? Or do you think it's funny? Or what, what are your thoughts thought on when was, you put that I thought it was, I'm like, this is funny. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, this is funny. And also, I was definitely like, damn, should I say this? Because I've never said some shit like that in a song. Or just any reference to me explicitly, like, being gay or anything. Uh, yeah, I felt that that was necessary, though. Yeah, because do you think, isn't is, do you feel free after you put that out into the world or after you cut that line? Like, when does it hit? Like, even in the studio, I was just like, and then they didn't figure out what it meant until like months later before the song <laughs> came out. It was hilarious. Uh, but I guess to a degree, I feel more free. And I feel like uh, 
things like that is like things that are even a taboo within the gay community itself, you know, because there's like some kind of misogyny within relationships between men and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say one of the most amazing pieces of footage I've ever watched really was you in the barbershop with Kevin Hart and all those big personality straight men and the bravery I witnessed. I mean, like, holy fuck. You, 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 you literally called Kevin Hart out on something that clearly was a belief that's been long within him. And I, I just got to know, how do you feel after that? Because you, you stood up for literally millions of people in that moment. Do you know that while you're doing it? Uh, I guess I definitely wasn't thinking that huge. I mean, just being in that room alone, it's like all these well-accomplished, huge, like birth, both like figuratively and literally like <laughs> huge men, like, you know, just like, and I'm like, uh, there's, there's an oddball in this group and that oddball is me. So, you know, I was already kind of like, I was already kind of like nervous or whatever. And that moment kind of like, shook me up a bit, but I was like, no, I need to say this and I need to get it out. There were some other things that were said that they cut out, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a moment. Hey, what, what they cut out? Anything important that you wanted to say? Uh, I don't remember. I just know they cut some stuff out. It was probably some important stuff, probably pretty important, but you know, what's meant to happen was meant. Yeah, I guess so. But also what made it out there was in my, I want to see the full thing, obviously, but what I saw was incredibly powerful. And I, yeah, I have so much respect for you, man. That was complete and total bravery and yeah, pretty fucking awesome. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Fucking cool. Um, Wow. Do we have a name for this album that's coming? Yes. And the album name is I'm kidding. There's no album yet. <laughs> do, do you have a character that is going to accompany the next song? We will see. Maybe multiple characters. How does that process work? Do you create the characters after the songs are done? Or do you know when you're yeah, doing it? Usually after or maybe in between. I mean, because sometimes like I'll like hear a beat and I'll, I'll like immediately have a storyline for a video before there's even a song, you know? Uh, it's just like, you know, it's a feeling a lot of times. Visuals, man. What are you thinking? What are you looking at, Daniel? Well, well I was actually just looking at your photos of uh, you as Nicki Minaj. when Because uh, you were t talking about calling people out, and then 50 Cent called you out, then you responded to 50 Cent. Why do you think so many people have things to say about you? It's like anything you do, some very successful person has something to say. It's it's really amazing that someone like 50 Cent would even, like even if he did care, like use his platform, like multiples of his platform, like his Twitter and Instagram to put, I'm like, wow. In a way I felt honored. I hate to say it, but in a way it's like, you care that much. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm very well aware that there's probably a lot of talk that goes on about what I do or what people think of me within this industry, especially within this 
hip hop community. And I guess like, I'm not like surprised. I mean, I'm not gonna 50 cent. Oh, whoa, how could he? Like, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, do you I want think it's dope, though? Do you want to yeah. be accepted? Do I want to be accepted? I guess uh, to a degree, but I kind of just, I kind of like being like, I don't know, not, 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 not accepted, but I kind of like being the odd, being the yourself. odd out sometimes, you yeah. know, I feel it, I guess I feel, hmm. How do I say it? How do I say it? Uh, I guess I feel I feel fine with it now. Like I'm not I'm not forcing it because I know it's gonna come along when it's come along when it's gonna come along. You know, a lot of artists go through that period where, for whatever space it may be, like they're not 100% accepted or thought highly of, and you know they just go through the motions and people either join in or they don't, and. For me, it's kind of like, you know, I'm going to thrive and I'm going to do my best and work my hardest, like, regardless. So it's like, fuck it, you know? And and know something. It's those artists that end up rewriting and redefining those genres to begin with. And uh, fuck fitting in when you can pave your own path, you know? And that's truly what you do. Every song sounds different than the last. So... Well, that's something else I wanted to bring up. I see you actually making jokes about being a one-hit wonder on Twitter, calling yourself like a four-hit wonder. But my question is, why do people still categorize you as that? I mean, Panini did well. Holiday did well. Two Grammys. Rodeo did well. Um, um, I think, I mean, it makes sense. You know, the truth is, Old Town Road is like super huge. So, uh, and people are kind of just like running out of things to say because, you know, I'm coming out, you can't really like, you know, say, oh, you're gay. I mean, yeah, I'm gay. It's like, or, you know, so people like, they're like looking for stuff to say, I guess, that could be used against me, you know? And even though, you know, I have a song rodeo two times platinum, Panini five times platinum, Holiday's doing really great. It's like, it's like, uh, oh, we don't care. You're still a one hit wonder. And it's like that, it literally, it like, that doesn't make sense. How is that possible? And it's kind of like some people know willingly that I'm not, but they just want to follow along with everybody else. Yeah. And some people may genuinely think so, which is fine because there are some people that don't like aren't, aren't super into pop culture. So they may only know this thing about me. And I guess it's fine. And, you know, I it's, it's something, you know, I carry on my back that, hey, if I can still release music and it gets big. If, even if people think that I know, so it doesn't really matter to me, you know? Yeah. And, and by the way, like you hit the most main of mainstream culture with old town road, right? So you said it like not every record is going to be no record has been old town road since old town road. Exactly. So no record was old old town road before old town road. Like it's the biggest song ever. Like the fucking Macarena, I guess. Like, and it's like people like, Oh, he's never. There's some like there's literally people that are say things like, "Why is he even still making music? He'll never have a song that's bigger than." It's like oh. that literally doesn't make sense in logic. It's like, you know, 
you're never going to be your school's superintendent scholar again. It's like if a person is 28 years old, that's not that's not what they're aiming for. It's like, yeah, I'm making music because I love making music. It's an art. It's not a, a numbers game and a popularity game all the time. Yeah, I mean, like Beyonce didn't retire after single single ladies. Like that's not how music works. Uh, well, also when I think of rap, like let's think back to Designer with Panda, biggest song in the world for a while. He tried afterwards, but he has he didn't have the success that <laughs> he no. Yeah. You see it. No, I don't want to bring any artists. I don't want to see any headlines. Can't happen. Can't oh, happen. yeah, you're right. I'm not. Di- I'm just saying he hasn't had the success that you had with your follow-ups. Shout out to designer. <laughs> Good luck to designer on everything, man. Uh, yeah, man. What did you learn from Nazarati that you took with you to seven? Hmm. What I learned from Nazarati. I mean, honestly, and I hate. I don't hate it, but I understand why I did it at the time. But I really tried to escape Nazarati to fit this family friendly, happy, Golecki image for seven. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like really regret that. So, you know, I'm happy, you know, I'm back cursing or whatever when I want to in my songs or like just, you know, having fun or like actually rapping, rapping on some of my tracks and stuff. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I haven't took anything from Nazirati Seven, but I want to take some Nazirati stuff to the new album and some Seven stuff to the new album. So it's a nice balance. What parts of Seven do you take to the new album? What parts? It's still, you know, we're going to try new lanes. We're going to bring back old lanes and shine them up and pull them off better. Uh, everything's going to be much more authentic, you know. This is me. All of it. These are my stories. Yep. Question. Are you the Panini? I am the Panini. You are, right? Yeah. In the song, you're singing about yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I guess you can say that as of like now or like I was Panini. In the last era, you know? Yes. But in that song, it was actually about old fans. Look at you, Conspiracy. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought you were the Panini in the old song singing about yourself, but it's old fans. Got it. (laughs) Wow, that actually wouldn't make a lot of sense, though. Well, because I was reading, like, doing some dive into the meaning of the song, and you had said something along the lines of it being about everybody in the world likes you, but that one person that you want to like you or liked you before everybody else likes you, now they don't like you. Wow, that really that really just sent me into a spiral right there. That's a, that's a good interpretation of the song. Well, um, that's art, man. No, it was about like old fans. God, that song gives me nostalgia now. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's cool to think about, right? You have enough songs where you can think back on them and you feel the f- nostalgic. What the fuck? Crazy, though, because I have, like, actually, like, 10 songs out on platforms and stuff. So to have that feeling is crazy. <laughs> and there's only more on the way. Uh, final thought, Daniel Zolot. What are you thinking? What's going on with Call Me By Your Name? Or, yeah, ca- Call Me By Your Name. That's it. 
you know, you need coming by your name is my next single. Uh, it's like the most anticipated single among fans. I mean, uh, um, I'm just so excited for this. This song, it's uh, it's probably my favorite as of right now of of songs I've ever worked on. It's so expressive. It's so vibrant. It's so sexy. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a moment. It, Everything surrounding song is gonna be a moment. Is it right to assume that? This single, Call Me By Your Name, is paying homage to the Army Hammer, Timothy Chalamet movie? Do you mean Lawsuit? <laughs> no, it's not. It has nothing to do with the movie. Got it. Okay. okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, You've been hyping up this song for a while, though. You've been putting teasers out for, for a couple months now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, it's, I've been able to keep fans excited about it for a long time somehow. Um, but, you know, it's coming up next. It's going to be great. You know, still things in the works. I'm just excited for this year overall. You know, excited to be talking to you guys right now. It feels like a, a lap. I feel like just ran a victory lap or something, you know? Dude, since talking to us, yeah, you've achieved quite historic accomplishments including two fucking grammys where do you keep them funny enough i don't know where my grammys are yet oh uh, okay casual no i'm gonna I, I don't know if they've like sent them yet or is there like something going on or uh, you know whenever i do get them though what am i where am i going to put them you know probably want to put them in like the cup counter just drink out of them <laughs> casually every now and then no, I'm kidding. I'm probably going to have them like in a, in a nice little area in, in the home up under some flashing lights do doing you, grand stuff. Do you want another trophy? Is that on the list of goals for you or what exists on that list? I would love to have another trophy. I would love to have more Grammys and I'm sure I will have more Grammys, but I guess like, I guess I don't value I don't value awards too much. I'm thankful for awards I get, but I like try to put my value in. Oh my God, I love this, and my fans love this, or overall I love this, you know, because I don't know. I feel like I've amassed so much success so quickly that it's it's not really my driving my most driving force you know i guess it's just creating in general and putting my creativity into every single thing that i do whether that be working on the video or the rollout for it or you know the the performances everything around it uh yeah what's on your mind daniel well you've never gone on a tour have you I have not. That's why I'm excited for the day you can finally do that. I'm very excited and also nervous for that. It's just like, what's this going to look like? And how am I going to break this down so that I can do like choreo and stuff and also like not be out of breath and tired as shit. Uh, <laughs> and also try to give, also give like each song its worth of a performance, you know? fuck it's crazy yeah. to think about 
Well, I was thinking like you have so many different characters and it would be awesome if you could change in each character, but that's so much like makeup and costumes between each song. So how are you going to make those flow in and out of each other? I feel like something like that would be actually great now that you said that. I feel like we'll have to find a way to quickly do that where it's not a two-hour process. Um, but yeah, that's a really great idea. You essentially have unlimited resources. I said it. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. That's right, Mr. Sang. I'm excited for this album, dude. I uh, Really, I, I, there's a story that you're telling, obviously, and that's very evident. Do you want to tell everybody what that story is or would you rather than wait and listen? I would rather than wait and listen. It's going to be, wow. Just keep like imagining that release night. It's just going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. You know, when you work so hard on something, it just hits so much different. Like once it's out into the world. Is this the hardest you've ever worked on a single body of work 100 percent. this is the hardest i've ever worked on anything in my life like i i worked harder on this album than i did the combined college year in my entire four years of high school my entire <laughs> yeah it's just it's been uh wow it's been a journey. you mentioned that cookie do you ever do you ever think about what your life would be like today if Old Town Road never blew up. Like, what would you be doing? Where would you be? Um, I do sometimes, and I honestly, I mean, before before I started making music, I was at this point in life where I'm like, oh, I have to graduate college. I'm going to be the first person in my family to do that, and everybody's going to be proud of me. Everybody's going to be happy with me but I was not happy at all in college and I was just like miserable. So, you know, I just questioned where I would actually be now, you know, mm-hmm. it would have been my like senior year of college right now, but yeah. Would I have even been in my senior year of college? I don't know. Hey, would you have know. made it? Yeah. What? It was a very sad time period of my life. I really do believe that, everything in your life has happened for a reason and you needed to come on the music scene. You needed to be exactly a hundred percent who you are. I really do. I mean, and maybe I'm saying this like as a member of the LGBTQ community, but I really do think you've done extraordinary things for acceptance and understanding and learning in specific amongst younger people. And then also people who tend to be hip hop fans. I, uh, yeah, I really, uh, think you making music was meant to be seriously it's pretty uh i i really good stuff yeah i really feel that exact same thing uh you know just really happy when certain things come into your life because it could like my life could have went down an entire differently different lane and you know, I'm happy it didn't. So you were sleeping on a floor, but instead you make music and you've, you know, given kids hope and representation that they've never seen before. Um, now, you know, I hope they see it as that. Yeah. Does that come with a responsibility? Do you feel that responsibility at all or pressure? Responsibility. Um, to a degree, but you know, I always make it a mark or like make it a point for myself to always make sure I'm doing whatever I want to, which is 
definitely a big part of this next step, this next single, uh, and what what it's going to uh, incorporate and in everything around it. Um, but you know, I definitely want to be a role model. I want to say, hey, do you be you one hundred percent? Because a lot of times, you know, we hear be you all the time growing up, and it's like be you, but my version of you. And I don't want it to be like that, you know. Uh, Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a role model now, right? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> don't let that uh, weigh too heavy on your shoulders. Yeah, it's pretty. I just keep being you, and I think that's uh, you'll be fine. You're a good person, so uh, you don't have to cover up being a piece of shit. So that's makes life easier. Uh, on that note. Please listen to Holiday. There's a link in the description below. Call Me By Your Name is the single that I I guess is coming next. Uh, we No date, but you have a date in your head for you. Call Me By Your Name, coming soon in theaters. Uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, yeah, Scream Holiday, everybody. Uh, read C's for Country, and I love you guys. <laughs> love you, Lil Nas X. Appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out. Love and appreciate you guys too. Have a great one. Can't wait to talk next time.